Welcome to another episode of Built on Passion. I'm Drew, and today we're talking to Brad Walker, founder of StretchCoach.com. We talk about flexibility training and Brad's journey from athlete to coach to online business owner. Hey, Brad. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Drew. It's great to be here. Tell us a little bit about Stretch Coach. Uh, Stretch Coach has been around for quite a long time. I actually got started in the fitness industry way back in the 1980s. I was uh, training to be a triathlete myself. I'd come from a swimming and, and running background and and heard about triathlon and, and got all excited about it and uh, started doing some training myself. And uh, so I started to get interested in uh, in fitness and exercise and, and sports and coaching and so forth. And uh, I was actually lucky enough to work with an Olympic swim coach at the time. And um, so uh, I'd uh, rock up early in the morning at the pool and uh, he'd have his swimmers all there and uh, getting them ready for their, for their uh, swim workout. And I noticed that he was including uh, a lot of stretching and flexibility work in his training. A couple of mornings a week before the athletes would get in the pool, they'd do 40 minutes up to an hour of uh, sort of strength and conditioning work. And um, so uh, as part of that, he was including a lot of stretching and flexibility work. And even after the swimming as well, uh, he'd always get the athletes to do some, some stretching and flexibility. So that sort of got me intrigued about uh, stretching. And I started doing some of my own research, uh, started to incorporate a lot of stretching uh, into my own training. At the time I was, I was training, I had a training partner and we do uh, a lot of training together. So we'd often sort of experiment on, other, uh, on each other, uh, give each other some stretches to do or stretch each other out. And um, yeah, I, I really started to notice the benefit of improved flexibility, just how much easier I could move, how much more efficient I was swimming, running and riding. So yeah, that sort of sparked my interest in stretching and flexibility. From there, I was, uh, I was lucky enough to work with, a, with another sports coach a little bit later on uh, in the early 1990s. This guy was a, was a triathlon coach and he had a whole stable uh, of athletes in his squad, not just triathletes. He had, uh, he had some, some uh, sort of really different sports. He had the uh, 500cc world champion motorcycle rider, he had the number two ranked squash player in the world uh, training with him. He had uh, a number of uh, footballers from uh, a number of different codes of football, uh, not just one type of football. He had, yeah, he had this whole range of, of, uh, of athletes. Obviously, he had a lot of triathletes and cyclists and so forth. But again, I was, I was really surprised at just how much stretching and flexibility he was doing with his athletes. And like I said, this is back in the... The, uh, the late 80s with the swimming coach and the early 90s with the triathlon coach, when stretching really wasn't anything that anyone was talking about. If you went to a bookshop and tried to find a book on stretching, I think there was uh, sort of one book on stretching available around that time. The internet wasn't really a thing back in the early 90s. Yeah, it was around, but no one was really using it for you know research and, and, and that sort of stuff. So I started to get interested in stretching and flexibility, and that's where the story began. From there, I wrote a book, and then I produced a couple of other products, and uh, I got online in the late 1990s and, um, yeah, started sort of developing written material around stretching and flexibility, which, you know, there, there wasn't much available at that time. And it's just grown from there. So that's where uh, Stretch Coach originated from. 
and I can't believe sort of all these years later it's, you know, still going and, and actually getting sort of stronger and stronger, especially over the last few years. Stretching has or the interest in stretching and flexibility has really sort of exploded over the last couple of years. For a long time there, I was I was trying to get everyone interested in stretching and flexibility and, and no one really cared. It was like uh, it was sort of the forgotten component of, uh, of physical activity. So, yeah, for a long time there, people were only interested in sort of pushing harder and lifting more weights and running further and faster and sort of high-intensity training and doing more, more, more. Uh, and it seems like over the last few years, especially over the last five years, people are starting to realise that if they want to keep doing that sort of exercise, they want to keep living the lifestyle they want to live, uh, they want to do the sports that they love, they need to start taking care of themselves. They need to start looking after their recovery and their rehabilitation and their longevity and uh, and obviously stretching and flexibility training plays a big role in that. Are you familiar at all with um, like Tom Brady? I know that he's a book that he just put out about pliability and how that has uh, enabled him to continue to, you know, perform at such an, an old age in the NFL. Are you familiar with that kind of thing? And does that kind of tie into kind of everything that you guys work on? Yeah, yeah, it certainly does. I mean, I love the stuff that Tom Brady's done and, um, you know, he's been a big, you know, a big proponent of, of stretching and flexibility and staying uh, loose and supple and, uh, you know, having a good range of motion. But it always makes me laugh when I, you know, I still get people that say, ah, oh, stretching doesn't work, doesn't do anything. You know, tell that to Tom Brady or, you know, I could list half a dozen other, you know, top level athletes that, uh, you know, that people are, you know, well and truly familiar with. And they all have a stretching, flexibility, some sort of mobility program that they work on for their sport. You know, and when you talk about longevity, I mean, Tom Brady's got to be at the, at the top of the list in regards to, you know, longevity uh, in his sport. You know, and he actually credits his flexibility, his range of motion as being a big part of being able to stay at the top of his game for so long. Yeah, he he has a really interesting view on it. And I think that a lot of people overlook that. And I, I've seen a lot of content with him talking with like younger athletes about how he's like, you guys should be working on this. And they're like, no, I just got to get lift more weights. And he's like, all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things that, um, you know, a lot we, we don't really realize how important it is maybe until a little bit later in life uh, as a as a younger athlete we typically sort of take it for granted it's not something that uh, we sort of need to work on or need to focus on we can sort of get away with uh, with maybe doing or not doing it or not doing much of it but as those years start to roll on it certainly starts to catch up with you and uh, yeah around that sort of 30 35 year mark things start to slow down and tighten up so if you haven't sort of started to take care of your flexibility by then then you certainly want to uh want to look into it that's probably a good segue into the content that you guys currently have on stretch coach what's there and and who should be looking at it yeah so the content on stretchcoach.com is sort of focused in two areas the first area we work with are people like uh, therapists and trainers. So we produce a lot of material for people who are working in the fitness industry. And so everyone from people like massage therapists, personal trainers, sports coaches, physical therapists, chiropractors, osteos, etc. We produce material for them to be able to stretch their clients. So we do a lot of work with assisted stretching. We do a lot of work with PNF stretching, which is a particular type of stretching, which is very beneficial for um, improving flexibility and range of motion. Some types of stretching 
uh, more beneficial for things like uh, warming up and sports performance. Other types of stretching are more beneficial for injury rehab and so forth. And other types of stretching are more beneficial for improving flexibility. So the, the types of stretching that are, that are best for that are static stretching and PNF stretching. So we have a lot of material around how to use those types of stretching to work on your clients, do stretches on your clients, being able to assess your clients for uh, flexibility limitations and restrictions, uh, flexibility imbalances where maybe one side of the body is more flexible than the other or one muscle group is more flexible than another. Um, so we have a lot of material on, on sort of working that out and then creating stretching routines or stretches that you can do with your clients. So that's one sort of big area of what we do at Stretch Coach. But the other area, and it's sort of the area that I started with and the area that I'm probably sort of most passionate about is, is just helping people those average everyday people who just want to improve their flexibility. They just want to get a little bit more sort of ease in life. They just want to be able to move a little bit more easier, have a bit more freedom of movement and so forth. Just be able to sort of bend, reach and turn and, and do all those things that you want to be able to do uh, during your average everyday, you know, what you do throughout the day. So just reducing those sort of aches and pains and those stiff, tight muscles and so forth. So we have a lot of material for them. You know, we have a lot of material that covers um, a whole range of different stretches for sort of every area or every muscle group in your body. So I have that information in a very sort of easy to understand and easy to consume format. Um, obviously, the, the material we produce for the therapists is, is a bit more, you know, technical. We go into the sort of the physiology of flexibility and the anatomy around it and so forth. But the material I produce for the sort of average everyday person is a lot more user-friendly, easy to understand, breaks things down so that, um, you know, you can find out what stretches are most beneficial for you. And then I think probably the strength of the material we have is just the range of stretches that we have for people. So we have over sort of 150 different stretches that you can do. They're all broken down by particular body part or muscle group. So if you sort of figure out that, um, you know, your hamstrings are tight, are tight, then basically go to that section in our books or videos or, you know, whatever we have, and there'll be like 25 different hamstring stretches that you can do. You know, one of the, one of the key points when it comes to improving your flexibility is doing sort of a large range of stretches for a particular muscle group instead of just doing, you know, the one same stretch for the same muscle group all the time. It's a little bit like going to the gym and, you know, only doing bicep curls. Well, there's nothing wrong with bicep curls, but if, if that's the only exercise you're doing, then, you know, you're missing out on so much. So just having a, a huge range of stretches that you can pull from, that you can use to, uh, you know, help your flexibility is a big advantage for people. And I know that you have that uh, book that you, I think you wrote for the first time in the 90s, uh, I think, if I remember correctly, that is like kind of like a handbook of stretching and you've been updating that over the years as well. Yeah, yeah, I actually call it the stretching handbook. Um, yeah, it's sort of a, it's a funny story. When I was doing coaching back in the 1990s, you know, I'd uh, I work with athletes and we we do some stretches and going back to the hamstrings again, we'd be working on hamstring stretches, you know, I'd think, okay, let's do this hamstring stretch. And then I think maybe of one or two more and I'd be scratching my head thinking, oh, I can't think of any more hamstring stretches. And, you know, typically you, you walk away from the session and you think of 10 more stretches that you could have done or should have done. So I thought, well, I'll, I'll just put this, 
you know, I, I just thought of it as like a little reference book that I could use while I was working with my athletes. You know, if we're doing hamstring stretches, I can just turn to that section and there's 20 or 25 stretches that I can pick from and um, you don't have to worry about trying to remember them all and so forth. So I just put this little booklet together back in the, the 1990s, uh, you know, making a book wasn't as easy as it is today. There was a whole process that you had to go through. You know, I remember uh, even just taking the photos for the book because uh, obviously there was no digital photography uh, back then. So, you know, I had to rent out a studio and the photographer took all these photos and they were all on film. And uh, I remember going into his office to see how things were going and he had all these these films because there's about 150 photos in the book and he had all these tiny little films cut up and he was to scan them into a computer back then. You had to, he had this thing called a drum scanner. It was like this, literally like a big drum and he had to, he'd sticky tape the film to the drum and then this drum would like spin around it a couple of thousand RPM or whatever it was. And it would take about sort of five minutes for just to um, get one one photo from film into a digital format. And, you know, obviously we had 150 of them to do. So it was this crazy long process. And then, you know, we take all this stuff to the printer and and they actually, they actually did up like metal plates to print this book. And these big metal plates would have, I think it was like 16 pages on each plate and they use these plates to to print the book so it was like it was a nightmare if you wanted to change anything or update anything it was like you know it was a huge cost so yeah it cost me a fortune to do like a thousand copies of this book and I end up uh, giving half of them away to you know other people like myself coaches and and physical therapists and massage therapists and and other athletes and all that sort of stuff and I sold, uh, you know, half of them. I sold about five hundred of these of these copies, and it was sort of just enough to do another print run, and it just grew from there. So, uh, yeah, that was back in that was nineteen ninety five. Uh, the book's still going. Obviously, there's been a lot of changes since nineteen ninety five. It's in its third edition, but I, you know, I, I do a lot of sort of minor updates with each edition. So, yeah, I don't know how many times I've changed it or added to it and so forth. But yeah, that's still available. It's still probably one of my most popular products. Um, just because it is so user friendly, it is in like a handbook size, so it's only a quite quite a small book. It's something that you can just throw in a gym bag, or you know, you can even sort of put it in a back pocket type of thing. And it's just just a really handy reference guide. It's got a lot of it's got some basic information in the front of it, just about how to stretch properly, some rules for safe stretching, you know, mistakes to avoid, um, all that sort of stuff. And then the the bulk of the book is just these photographs, um, and they're all as I said, they're all broken down in a muscle group. So you just, it makes it very easy to find stretches that uh, you need for a particular muscle group. Uh, are you still doing one-on-one coaching? Or are you primarily doing kind of this one-to-many coaching style right now? A little bit of both. Occasionally I'll, I'll work one-on-one with a client, but it's more just sort of um, on demand or at request type thing. Most of my work now, most of my sort of um, uh, face-to-face work now is done with, uh, with small groups mainly working with those therapists and trainers and that sort of stuff that I spoke about before. So um, I'll do workshops and seminars and conferences uh, with them, uh, mainly around assisted stretching and working with clients and how to stretch clients and so forth. So what are some of those common mistakes that you see a lot of people make, just like, you know, the average runner or biker or mountain biker when it comes to stretching and, and how would you like remedy that? Mm. Yeah, it's look, it's a really good question. And uh, one of the probably the biggest mistake I see people make is stretching too hard. 
uh, trying to push their stretching uh, way beyond what they should do. You know, stretching is just like any other exercise. You can overdo it. And if you do push yourself too hard, you're actually working against your body. And so stretching is, is in a lot of ways, it's almost like the opposite to other forms of training. Uh, so, you know, if you want to get stronger, you go to the gym and you push more weight. And it's all about, you know, lifting heavier weights and pushing more and more reps and more sets, etc. You know, same with endurance sports, all about doing more, you know, riding further or riding faster or swimming or running or whatever. It's all always about doing more, pushing harder. And that obviously works for, for those other forms of, um, of exercise. Uh, but for stretching, it's almost the opposite. It's almost like uh, the easier you stretch, the more gentle you are with the stretching, the more relaxed you are, the more you just breathe through it and sort of let your body work into the stretch, the more effective it is. So definitely the biggest mistake I see people make is trying to push their stretching too hard. So firstly, you know, you're at risk of injury. Um, you're at risk of, of pulling something or tearing something. The other thing which, uh, you know, a lot of people don't understand is the body actually has a defense mechanism called the stretch reflex. And it's there, it's designed to stop you injuring yourself if you are put in a position where your body is stretched beyond what it can normally handle. So what happens is when your body is forced beyond its normal range of motion, the stretch reflex engages and it contracts your muscles. So here you are trying to push your stretching as hard as you can. You're pushing, 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 and your body's constantly contracting and working against you. So you're, you're, uh, you know, you, you're not getting any benefit from the stretching for a start. Plus, that you know, you, you may actually injure yourself by by pushing yourself too hard. So that would be my my first recommendation for people uh, getting into stretching: take it easy relax into your stretching make sure you're breathing people have a tendency especially when they're stretching too hard to hold their breath so they're holding their breath and they're pushing the stretching take it easy take some deep breaths make sure you're breathing deeply while you're stretching relax into the stretch for most people long hold static stretching is the way to go for increasing your flexibility so that's stretching where you just get into the stretch position and then hold that position you're not moving, you're just relaxing in, into the into the position. Um, and you want to hold that for somewhere between 40 and 60 seconds, which sort of brings up another mistake a lot of people make is that they just don't hold the stretch for long enough. And so they rush into the stretch, they push it hard for 10 or 15 seconds, and then they're on to the next stretch. So what I usually tell people when they're sort of starting stretching don't focus on doing a huge amount of stretches. If you've only got 10 or 15 minutes, instead of trying to cram 10 stretches into that 10 or 15 minutes, just pick three or four stretches and just relax into them, hold the stretch for a lot longer, stay in the stretch position, and you'll get a lot more benefit out of just doing three or four stretches than, you know, trying to rush through 10 or, or 15 stretches. You know, that's, that's one of the sort of big mistakes I see people making. Uh, another one is trying to stretch everything. You know, we don't need to stretch everything. We all have areas of our body that are more tight than others. So if you do a stretch in a particular area and you don't necessarily feel a lot of tightness there, then it's probably an indication that you don't need to do a lot of stretching for that muscle group. doesn't mean you, you totally neglect it, but you want to look for those areas in your body where you're most tight and then concentrate on those. Um, and that way you're going to even out your flexibility throughout the body. You're not going to have those imbalances where 
one side of your body is tighter than the other or a common thing I see is, for example, that the front of the body may be a lot more tight than the back of the body. So, for example, the muscles in the chest and shoulders are very tight compared to the muscles in the back of your back of your shoulders and your upper back. So identifying those imbalances and then spending most of your time working on those areas that are that are most tight for you. What are some of the like the the benefits of stretching? Like I, I know we kind of talked about longevity and stuff like that, but are there any other like bigger picture benefits of um, stretching, stretching and adding in flexibility training? Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, you know, just for, for for everybody, you know, improving flexibility and mobility and range of motion is a is a huge advantage, even if you're not an athlete, just for average everyday person uh, people. So improving that freedom and ease of movement, just being able to move around, being able to get in and out of the car or go up and down steps or bend down and tie your shoelaces or whatever it is, just being able to move around and have that uh, ease of movement is a huge benefit for most people. Starting a flexibility training program, you'll see, usually see a reduction in sort of general aches and pains and sort of stiff tight muscles and joints. It's a common complaint where people will just say, you know, they've got sort of an aching shoulder or upper neck or something, or, um, you know, their, their, their hips or lower back is just constantly sort of aching uh, or this sort of dull pain. So improving your flexibility around those areas certainly um, can improve those sort of aches and pains um, that you feel. Um, in regards to athletes and sports people, you know, the right type of stretching, doing it properly, uh, improves sporting performance also reduces the susceptibility to soft tissue injuries like um, muscle strains and sprains and those sort of things, helps to reduce fatigue and so forth. And then just, I mean, general everyday benefits for everyone is sort of improves posture, helps to develop body awareness, uh, improves coordination. Um, Stretching will will promote uh, blood flow and circulation, helps to increase energy, improves relaxation and stress release. Um, so, there's, you know, there's quite a few benefits that go along with uh, implementing a, a regular stretching program. Yeah, sounds like uh, I and a lot of people should probably start implementing that uh, <laughs> as soon as possible. It, it seems like you've done a pretty good job of of taking basically a coaching method and like coaching knowledge and transferring that into a business and a and informational products for that business. What advice would you give to someone who is maybe a coach or is a subject matter expert and they want to kind of create a business around that knowledge? I think the first, uh, the first thing I'd recommend is, uh, you know, talk to your clients, talk to your customers, um, see what they're interested in, see what they want from you. If you're already working in the industry, you know, is there a particular area of what you do? Is that something that, you know, people are drawn to, people want to come to you for? It's really important that you you know, focus on a particular niche within whatever you're doing. You know, today it's sort of, it's not enough just to be a personal trainer or just to be a massage therapist. You really need to focus on a particular area, specialise in something that, um, you know, obviously you're passionate about, also that your uh, clients seem to be drawn to. So that's the first thing. Talk with your clients, work out what it is that, you know, you're really good at, what you're really passionate at, and then, you know, think of ways that you can monetize that and develop products around that, whether that's some sort of, 
coaching product or whether it's a sort of a digital product in the form of information or videos or something like that you know if you're if you're passionate about making videos then um, you know surely try and incorporate that into what you do for, for some reason I never never sort of planned on being a writer never thought I'd be a writer at school uh, in fact my I think it was my ninth grade English teacher told me I had a head like a sieve and I couldn't remember anything and I, I was useless. So, yeah, I'd love to send her a few copies of my book. But, um, yeah, so I had no plans on being a writer, but for whatever reason, I really enjoy it. Just the study, the, uh, you know, digging in really deep to the information, the research and all that sort of stuff. I've, I've found that, um, you know, I'm quite passionate about it and I quite enjoy it. So finding the the thing that you're good at or you're passionate about and then talking with your customers and your clients and, and people uh, about, you know, how you can package that information or package that skill and ability, yeah, is probably the, the first step that, uh, that I would suggest. The second thing which sort of just, just came to mind is test things. Don't come up with an idea and just charge full on with this idea. I've, I've made that mistake a few times myself where I've thought, oh, this is, you know, I've had an idea for a product or an idea for something. And I thought, oh, this is going to be fantastic. This is going to make a huge amount of money and this is going to be great. And I've pushed full steam ahead with this idea and spent all this money on it and spent all this time developing it and making it and then got it out in the market and found out that no one was interested in it and no one wanted it. So start off small, test a lot of things, test a lot of little things, uh, get feedback from people and, um, you know, don't be in too much of a hurry to get something out of there. Take the time to sort of sit back and strategize and get feedback from people and, and work out what it is that, number one, you're good at and passionate about and, number two, what your what your clients really, really want from you. I think that's really good advice. Before we wrap this up, I want to give you a chance to kind of plug your company and tell everyone how to find you. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Drew. Um, yeah, I, I, don't, I know we've mentioned uh, my website, stretchcoach.com. So yeah, we've got heaps of information there. And there's there's a lot of free information there too. I think there's over like 125 articles on the website, all on stretching, flexibility, sports injury management. I know there's about 45 articles on different sports. So if you're into running or golf or swimming or mountain biking or kayaking or sailing or snow skiing or whatever it is what you're what you're passionate about what your sport is i've probably got an article on the website for your particular sport uh talks about sort of the 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 common injuries and how to avoid them and then the sort of the best stretches for that sport or the stretches that are most beneficial for the the major muscle groups that are most involved for your particular sport so all of that stuff's free uh, you can go and uh, go to stretchcoach.com and just go to the article archive and do a search for uh, any articles that you want. Um, also have a lot of free videos on there as well. So a lot of those articles include uh, a video, for example. So, you know, the top 10 stretches for runners and, you know, there's a video there for you to review as well. So there's plenty of free information there. Um, I do have a free ebook uh, on the website. Uh, you can get that by going to stretchtips.com. And that'll take you directly to the page on our website where you can get that. It's just a, a little sort of reference book to, uh, about how to get started with stretching. 
you know, how to do it the right way, some of the mistakes we, we talked about before, uh, some rules for safe stretching, so how to do it properly, and just some sort of, uh, you know, how-tos when it comes uh, to starting a stretching program and, and, and getting started. Um, so between all of that information, if you are interested, there are plenty of products on the on the website. So if you want a book on stretching or a, vi- or a DVD or posters, we have, obviously, we have other material for the therapists and so forth. We have some software and we have some coaching programs and that sort of stuff. So there's a whole range of material there. Um, I suggest you just jump on the website, do a search for whatever you're interested in, and I'm sure there's something that'll uh, pop up for you. Well, thank you, Brad. It was great having you today. Yeah, yeah look, I really enjoy it. Um, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm fairly passionate about it, and I'm, uh, I'm just glad that there's other people out there now that are interested in uh, stretching and flexibility, and we're, we're getting the word out there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Built on Passion podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are still listening right now, you need to leave a review. Like seriously, if you are committed enough to listen to the outro, then you must be a fan and we would love to hear your thoughts. Be sure to share this episode with a friend who's thinking about starting a passion project business. And as always, tune in next week for another episode.